Yo, welcome to the My City Podcast. Yo, 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 welcome back to the My City Podcast, episode 21, love for the love being shown to the previous episode on AI, you got Big Sam in the building, he's saying you got Ire, he's saying bro, you got Ire Trills in the building, like Ire Trills in the building, and that, (laughs) good people, we've got a special guest today, special guest today, Veronica, he's saying Veronica, Try to get closer to the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah we've got Maronica here um, doing big things, works at Universal Music Group. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that later, Rob. And sh- you know what? What do you do? What do you do quickly? Gosh, what do I do? Um, so I work in marketing, which I've been doing for the last six years since I've been in the music industry. Um, but now I mainly focus on marketing in terms of streaming. So basically, looking at creative ways to engage people on streaming for artists that are signed to Universal. So Jeez. from <laughs> artists like Lady Gaga, um, Katy Perry, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, mm. uh, Rolling Stones, Queen, Tupac. I mean, Universal has a lot of artists. Tupac still got, so Tupac still streaming. catalog still going strong. That's the, that's the game, what, bro. What, what, you know? How often do you see him like every week? Are you okay? Let <laughs> <laughs> them holograms, bro. Hey, shout out to our AI episode last week. Imagine, 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 how is streaming gonna affect the artists of today? Money making, you know, is it gonna is it gonna change the amount of income you can um, make? Is, is it easier to reach more people? Is it, is it harder to get more money? Uh, we talk also about like um, talent versus no talent. So whether you actually need talent to blow, because mm. we're seeing a lot of artists now who don't really have any talent <laughs> who are blowing more than people who have been hustling for They're ten years. Uh, we'll give some advice on talent who's who who haven't meet, quite made it yet and who are still. Trying to, you know, uh, crack the music game. Uh, quick, we we'll, we'll talk about. Let's we we'll talk about um, choosing between short-term success and long-term greatness. Mm. Uh, we'll we'll uh, talk about more about Maronica's role as a global uh, as a global uh, marketing manager mm. at um, Universal Music Group. So at U- UMG and that. UMG and that. UMG. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so what are you uh, saying? Calm. So straight into it. So streaming. So to me, if I'm an artist, I'm not an artist, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the ins and outs, but I can clearly see that if I have a CD and mm. I, you know, I have a store in um, in Stratford or whatever where I'm signing CDs and I'm selling a physical copy, I can mm. see how I'm making my money. With streaming, can one of you please explain how I make my money? Because, I mean, when I was doing my research, I know Taylor Swift had a lot of problems with, mm. you know, the streaming game. It's meaning that she's doing all of this work, going producing all, these, all this music and whatnot, and mm. she feels that she's not making the money that she should be. So how do you make money through scre- through streaming? Oh gosh, okay. Simple way or complicated way. I mean, obviously, if someone's streaming your album, mm. you know, platforms like Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music, they're going to pay you, you know, what's due. I think what people have to understand is 
when you're making an album, let's say a product, you're putting money into photography, the photos that are going to be featured in that album. Mm. You're putting money into, um, you know, the music videos, everything as a whole, it costs a lot of money. I think of streaming, um, it allows you to make things a lot quicker. You don't have to worry about doing a six page um, review of every track, why you yeah, wrote yeah. what track. Or even going to London Bridge and performing on the truth. You know, yeah, and it, it's just a lot quicker, but not only that, I, I feel like um, with streaming, it really helps artists to get closer to their fans in a quicker way. You know, if a tr- if an album drops on a on a Friday and you have new content like a music video or behind the scenes, you don't have to wait to wake up to go into a store on Friday. You've got it on your phone by midnight. You know, it's a lot quicker. It's a lot engaging for your audience. We all know that streaming doesn't pay the most, but I mean, let me ask you guys: mm. When was the last time you bought a CD? Do they even sell CDs? We're talking. <laughs> we're talking, <laughs> we're talking earlier. About this earlier though, no like, I even said, like, I went into Tesco just to do my normal like grocery shopping, and <laughs> I don't even know where the CD area was. <laughs> like, was it upstairs? Was it at the back? Was it in the photo? Like, I don't know store, where the CD yeah, yeah. area so, so, was. So, okay, so alright, cool. I heard that. Um, so, for those who don't understand. Mm. I don't understand for starters. Um, how many streams make you serious money? Like, how many streams should you be looking at? How, how does it work? Is it hundred streams equals one pound? Around one thousand five hundred streams um, equals an album. And uh, what does that mean in layman terms? In what terms? Layman terms. For people, for people like that, that German. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I guess in terms of if you want to chart, like obviously you know, the charts that we have is still based on how many albums, how many copies have you sold in that week. Oh, for real? So it's okay. all about, if you have 1,500 streams, that equals one album. Sold, so yeah. you need to keep making sure you're multiplying that amount of streams oh. to be able to chart in the, I don't know, top 40 or the R&B top 40 or the rock top 40. It, it's a lot. But then if you think about it, when it comes to um, streaming, it could be like, rather than stream the whole album it could be like six tracks from the album you know like Mm. it doesn't have to be the whole album and think about it like when someone drops a new album you're not just gonna listen to it once you're gonna be listening to to it during the week gonna be sending it to friends (laughs) even have you noticed now on social media you actually find artists encouraging you to share their album or kind of like encourage other people to listen that helps to multiply streams Mm. so um yeah. So, so, so streaming has actually made it easier to chart. Is that what you're saying? Because first of all, I hear what you're saying about more numbers equals mm. one album sell. Yeah, which in theoretically should make it harder. But sort of, I remember one time Ed Sheeran had like the first ten or twelve spots within the charts, which yeah. was because well, he people... just has a mad fan base. Is it just? <laughs> oh, he performing on the tube no, no, back in the day. But is it, is it yeah. a thing where because it's so easy to stream? If I'm playing the album on Spotify, I'm just playing it, playing it, playing it, and then. I'm playing it again. I'm playing it again. Yeah. So it kind of makes it easier to get in the charts, or is or, or is yeah. it like or, or is it like or is it like a unique stream? So is it like I use my device and I stream and then that's one stream, or is it is, is it every time that Sam said I'm mm. pr- I'm, pr- I'm banging it out? I'm so obviously they're not stupid. Like they're not gonna let you just listen to a song <laughs> for ten seconds and be like that counts as a stream. <laughs> so, 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 so <laughs> it's the minimum gonna be amount a certain time. amount, like at least between 30, to 30 seconds to a minute of a song, okay. then they'll be like, so that's counted to be as a stream. Because I know there's yeah. some fans. <laughs> that, it's well, the same like when people used to do YouTube views and they'll 
click on it, then they'll do replay. (laughs) Click on it, replay after two seconds. Like YouTube caught on that, and they're like, "We're not counting that as a view anymore." I can't press play. You know, fast forward it to fifty minutes, fifty seconds. But like I said, I think it depends to where you are as an artist if you're an established artist and you're signed to a label you tend to find you want to kind of jump on the bandwagon when it comes to streams if you're a new artist and you want to spend money producing a product then do so it just depends you know where you are as an artist but i always say the most important thing is what's easier for your audience Mm. like who are you making the music for yourself or your audience Mm. and if your audience want to stream then make it easy for them if you know your audience i mean I, I work um, on campaigns for artists like um, the Rolling Stones. Jeez, Their audience will go out and Ninja. buy the product. You can put a product out for, I don't know, like £120. You will find them ordering on Amazon. <laughs> offline about some merchandise as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the point you made about marketing too. With marketing, an aspect of it is know, who, know the demographic of 100%. the people that you're selling to. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. with Rolling Stones, that's personally not my cup of tea of music yeah. and that's reflected in the fact that, mm. you know, I wouldn't go and purchase mm. a physical copy. But then with theirs, I am at, are you guys into are you guys into Rolling like Stones? Can I say can I say you, that you, go you, even if you may not be into them, these guys are living proof that look how long they've been around. Hmm. And their audience will still go to their bank accounts, take out £120 and buy their product. And today, they're still earning coins. So for them, they're kind of um, winning in the sense where they don't need to rely on streaming like other artists do because they Mm. have a dedicated audience. But with with Rolling Stones, for example, so they've got that market pattern, the Mm. whole buy physical copies, whatnot. They've had that for years. Mm. But do they also have... The streaming market as well. Hundred like, percent, yeah. Are there supporters. I mean, I think one of the things I love about the Rolling Stone is their brand. How many of you see young people, young people wearing the tongue on their t-shirt? And it's mm, like, do you mm, actually mm. know who the Rolling Stones is? Imagine. Like, no, I'm like, but you're wearing their brand <laughs> on your t-shirt. They got they realize, they got yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's kind of like they've reinvented themselves to a younger audience Imagine. where they have young people that are streaming their hits. Like they did a massive stadium tour this year and they had lots of young people going to their tour. So they've, they, to me, they're like genius. Like they've got their core audience, which is an older demographic who will buy their product, but they've also got a brand about them. You know, that tongue is going to be around for such a long time. Like I see people wearing the t-shirts and sometimes I think, do they actually know where that originates from? Like, mm. it's not just something that you bought in a store. Mm. That that came from a group, you know. Mm. So, so so you see you streaming, yeah. So mm. so you know on Spotify you have yeah. a, like a um a Drake verified account. Yeah. Account. Yes. Do Spotify do they create the account for the user or do the user create their own account? How does it work? Um all users can create an account. So now you have this thing called Spotify for artists. So if you have music, um you can now actually set up your own profile um on spotify and be able to update your fans on like tour dates you couldn't do that before you it was mainly for artists that were well known but now all artists can do it like independent artists can now be able to upload their music and things um so getting verified isn't an issue but i think in order to get verified you need to make sure you've got that engagement going as well and i think that's the thing about um um, I mean, I don't want to go Streaming. too much into it, but even stuff like playlist, you know, when you're creating a playlist, <laughs> it's not really about 
how many followers you have. It's more about how many people are engaging with that on a daily basis. Mm. You can have 500 followers and maybe they only followed you during Christmas time because that's when you created the playlist. Yeah. But then now we're in February, March, no one's actually tuning into that no, playlist yeah, and it's just kind of gone dead. So I think mm. it's just make sure you're engaging your audience, make sure you keep sending them there. Um, I mean, most of the times if you look at artist Instagram page, at least once every two weeks, you get some kind of social messaging pointing you back to their streaming mm. profiles. Go back and stream this. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about when know? it goes wrong? Because I want to use an example of Emma Nike. Okay. A few a few months back, I think he dropped. Who, who that? Who that? Manike? Uh, Donny that did the team. He's quite a well known, you know. Is it R and B? What would you call it? Yeah, R and B. He's. I mean, Manike is is an amazing uh, songwriter as well and producer. Which Do you is know him personally? No, I don't. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so you're always talking about bro. Um, basically, I, I, my memory's a bit fuzzy, but mm. I think man dropped. Um, Either an album or a track mm. that did shocking numbers street. What do you mean shocking numbers? Like, fam, my city I mean, gets more numbers than it still. Like, <laughs> no, that's a good thing, my boy. What, what yeah, yeah, come on, no, but you know what? No, we ain't bad, baby. I say that, bro. I shout to you. We're out here, baby. Hashtag my baby. I live show 28.99. But it did very bad numbers comparatively compared with. You know, he's about like world, competition. World, world, world established artists, and yeah. I, I think even compared to himself, I mm. think they were even saying something like it's really bad compared to I other. Did he get like, was it 150 streams in a month or something? I can't remember what it was. I really can't really? remember the exact numbers. Or 150 CDs or albums sold, something like that. Nah, <laughs> but, I mean, I have to check that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you buy a produce? <laughs> you want to hear that kind of stuff? But basically, my thing is, from what I remember, mm. he's done good numbers previously in other, other work. What, how, why would it go wrong? Do you know what I mean? Like what? What kind? I of think sometimes as an artist, especially him, he's really known for collaborations. Okay. You know, true. and I think sometimes um, fans love you when you collaborate. Mm -hmm. When you go solo, it takes a while for them to kind of get used to that. Some they'll they just won't be feeling it. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. Simple of as that. Like just... I remember one well, listen, time. Listen to the lyrics. How can he saying stuff? Like, but like he was saying some mad stuff like you know you're, you're you're thinking of him while you're kissing your girl no guys are listening to that you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying so you don't know, 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 know about knowing your audience right so alright cool is, is this is this, is this audience homosexuals or is it straight men if it's straight men they gonna listen to that. So you already, you already, you already, you already catering to a minority of people already. Yeah. And then you got, and then you got to think about all oh, that minority. You got a subsection of people exactly. who actually like that kind of music anyway. 100. So that, that 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 target's already small as it is. Or I like, or you disagree? I feel okay. So I think for him, mm -hmm. he's obviously trying to target a specific audience. Who we want to know who that audience because he was blaming black men, yeah. And basically, the point oh, of me really? bringing it up, straight black men, yeah. The the point oh. of me bringing up was was it a streaming issue or was it just a marketing? issue like i mean i would have to literally do research on okay, this because i'm shocked know. if it's only 150 but, albums but you know what though it were they probably weren't that bad but it was <laughs> shocking it was, like, it was but you, you know what i did Look, remember drake, drake's album came out mm. and people were saying that he was who was um putting more putting yeah. the change in the track so if he had track nine mm. people saw that it would re-upload re a different track to make it fast or to uh, or to auto-tune it so is there a position? Is there a possibility that okay, I can say my album's got hundred thousand streams, yeah, but in between that time, I've changed the actual track, so I've made it different. Does that still reflect it? So let's say, for example, my track before was three minutes, yeah, um, I uploaded a new track, 
same number, yeah, but it's two minutes fifty seconds. Does the stream get removed because I removed that track, or is it still part of the album? So is it the same song? Yeah, it's so it's been... It's, 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 it's been it's been in that same position. It's still called Track Nine. Yeah, but it's, you know, I made a few tweaks to it after getting all of that verification. Then yeah, all the streams will will kind of go into one place. Okay. Yeah, they'll kind of because you've got you've got um, classic songs that have been remade by the same artist maybe 15 20 years later maybe they've done like a remastered version or a remix version so all those streams will go in the so, same so you see meek mill have you heard his album no yeah, but i've, I've heard, heard amazing it. things Flames, championship so he's got so he's got an intro and the intro is a, is a, is a, is a michael phil collins yeah. um uh sample right mm-hmm. who would that stream go to would i go to phil collins or that would i go to meek mill Probably gets a cut. It's meeks. Yeah, it's I mean, track, obviously, you always have to make sure you get samples cleared. So all of that is sorted out way before you even record the track. <laughs> For example, there was a case where uh, you know Jack Weed, uh had a remix of uh, LMA, mm-hmm. you know, for Trip, for example. And obviously, because that song uh, was more popular than yeah. the original one, they removed it. Um, what happens if, for example, I hear um, a good song and one day I want to do a remix and put on Spotify? Do I have to actually tell the person? I want to do a remix of your song, or can't I just sample it? I mean, anything you do, you have to get it cleared regardless. So you can't just... I mean, if you're going to put it on a platform where you're going to earn money from it, you do have to make sure you clear that with... Because remember, know, remember team, we had an issue with Steph London, team. apparently, who mm. some guys beat without um, permission. I can't remember, who, I can't remember uh, what it was. Okay, cool. We spoke about streaming. What, what other alternatives are there for artists who want to make money? So streaming one, which is obviously a huge part now. Do people still sell? Do people still do DVDs? When, when you say make money, what do you mean? Do you mean like diversifying mm. from just release? Like what's the best way? Or like how, or? However ways are that of getting your music out there? Or getting your music or out like, there? Or, yeah. I think streaming. I think also um, doing live gigs. I feel like mm. artists have stopped doing that now that we have <laughs> streaming. Everyone wants yeah. to upload one track, but it's like, okay, but you like this when it's yeah. live. My city live. You can, <laughs> hear, you can hear a track that is amazing. And then when you see them live, it's just like, oh. But isn't a lot of that to do just in this day and age? Who can really sing anymore? Do you know what oh I mean? Like, gosh, look how many... Bro. She can no sing. She's popping. Shout, shout, shout out to Marini Kanda. Don't start saying that because you'll ask me to sing something because of the track I, and it's like... Hey, drop a little two <laughs> lines for us. So yeah, my voice is a bit... <laughs> <laughs> but look how many like um, artists, you know, get on stage and absolutely crumble. Like mm. either their voice is like, huh? Is this the same person or... Do you know what I mean? It just oh, because you, you get some artists who are good, good who, are, like, who are elite, or you get some artists in general who are elite at songs or rap. But when it comes but to stage, I mean, talk. look at the generation that we're in now. Is talent really necessary? That's if you look segment. at it, very, very good. If segment, you look at it six, seven years ago, you'd have shows like I don't know X Factor, Pop Idol, American Idol, where it was like singing is important. Here, I mean. Uh, the it's guy done. that did my yay is different to your yay. He's nearly hitting one million streams. He can sing though on Spotify. Okay, oh, but no, no, he's got a voice. He's got a voice. No, he's got a voice. Do you like his voice or not? What I'm saying is, Bruv, sit down, what, bro. you to? <laughs> what I'm. <laughs> what I'm... <laughs> this guy got his... Look at your disease laugh, he... bro. Anyway. <laughs> Pagan eat, bro. Go to, go to, go to. His voice is amazing, yeah, but yeah. when we talk about talent. Like, look at the music we're producing these days. It's yeah. just all about the hook. It's mm. all about creating that hook that everyone can re- remember. And it's kind of like that viral trend. It's, it's, it, I guess for me, 
I'm a big fan of 90s R&B music. Like, okay. that's where I lie. I lie with the Brandys, the Destiny's Child, the Usher. Lauren so if you're going to talk that. about talent, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need the verse and the bridge to bank. Come it can't back. just be the <laughs> chorus no, 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 and I'm singing the she chorus. In <laughs> Lauren Hill. She's rapping it. Lauren Hill's R&B, the Fuji, bro. She's, yeah, it's kind of R&B and hip hop. Anyway, you need to go. Do you know I'm even seeing her tomorrow? So I'll ask her personally. I'm gonna say Lauren Hill. My friend, if you can't hear that, if you can't hear that, and he tried, he tried for a shade as well, bro. Pagan. I'm excited. I'm seeing you. her tomorrow. Um, Where you seeing her? O two. Hey, yeah, nice. she's doing 20 years of miseducation. So you're so okay, cool. So, so yes, yeah, so like so I was think, saying, do you think talents needed? So this is my personal preference. I prefer people to know to be able to sing, but most importantly, give me a song, like not a hook, like no. But I just feel like mm. all the songs that are doing well, whether it's like, and this is no no shade, because I mean these people have done well and they've proved their success. But when we look at my is different to your yay, man's not hot. Yeah, we're literally guys, just man. releasing hooks upon hooks upon hooks. That it's like if you were to now tell a singer, right, put a pen to paper, give me a verse, bridge, and chorus. Mm. I don't know if they'll be able to do that because we live in a we live in a time now where everyone's just looking for that chorus that they can keep replaying. But then it's like it it it, for me it just kind of um, deflates people who are songwriters Mm. in this industry. Okay, I've I've got I've got an angle. That's just my personal preference. (laughs) Hey, right, quickly. So your answer is basically you don't need talent to blow. Basically. You can blow without talent. Well, that is what society has shown us but today. To, to hold them guys who oh, we've been banging for bread for the I last know, fifteen years, who are fit. That's my thing. But then, and but I think this is the issue. Feel? And I, I think this is the downside of streaming, where <coughs> okay. the industry is very saturated. Like okay. everyone can Already. upload their music on 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 Spotify. So your voice which may be unique. Mm-mm. Someone in Sweden might have that voice. Someone <laughs> in Canada might have that voice. Someone in Zimbabwe might have that you voice. Know, and they may have uploaded it and they may not <coughs> have a wide audience as you, yeah. b- but your voice is... You're right, right because you know, I, I heard a Meek Mill song uh, on his album. I forgot mm. which one it was. And I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know who was on it. And I heard a, a, a woman voice. And I thought Beyonce was actually LMA. Wow. <laughs> Boy, How on earth? Cool. Wait, hold up. You thought it was Beyonce, but it was LMA. Right, wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. The vocals are so different. No, no, no. It sounded, everyone said they thought it was Beyonce. On it. <laughs> Ugh, I hear that still. To the track. You know, um, flipping. I sent it to you offline. Okay. UK particularly, like, I feel like back in the day, there was a lot more emphasis on being signed to like UMG or Warner, mm. do you know what I mean? I know where you're and going. there's a lot, there's a lot more independent, <laughs> you know, independent labels and independent just <sighs> stuff being, you know, released independently. Mm. Independent. <laughs> so obviously, like you're saying, back in the day, there was a lot more push to get the hook right, get the chorus right, mm. get the verse right, everything. Now I don't know if I don't know how much influence the label has on the actual song that is released by by a musician for mm. example say someone was signed up to warner brothers would the uh, um execs or whatever be saying you need to you know do do a hook do a verse do this do that whatever with independent artists just do what you want to do just do whatever you want and if that's what is popping if if a man is doing drill or whatever a man is you know dropping whatever track he's dropping that is just bend your back and dig, dig, dig do you know what i mean <laughs> 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 he's just doing that yeah then yeah. stupid he can do whatever the hell he wants and he'll get the streams because mm. we're not living in that day and age where a man needs the money from Warner to, you know, 100%, sell yeah. 
physical copy, but mm. I don't know. Do you, I just wanted to explore that angle. What, what's your so opinion? I've I've kind of been in the label side for I would say five years. So before Universal, I was at Warner Music. So mm. I've had experience at both Jeez, sides. I think Warner I've, Bros. You know, <laughs> you know that. Hey, flick please. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, but I think for me, one of the things that um, I do feel like sometimes the label gets um, misconstrued, like we don't support our artists um, because the whole point of um, signing an artist is to make them feel at home, you know, to support their career. Mm. Now you have to understand when you're signing to a label, you are signing to a team of people who've been in this industry longer than you've even known about it. So as a singer, as an artist, you're passionate about your work. You mm -hmm. spend hours in the studio recording it, putting it together. That's amazing. Now, when you present it to the label, you're presenting it to people that know the competition that is out there, that knows what is selling. So, you know, okay. it's always that finding that balance of, okay, what track do you want to go with? If everyone's on board, that's great. If they feel like maybe you're putting a track forward because uh, I just feel like it resonates so much in my childhood or what I went through, let's just try and put feelings aside and what can actually bang. Let's say, for instance, you're, you're, you just wrote a ballad, right? And you want to present it to the label and you want to release it in the summer. The label's gonna be like saying going bang in the summer, <laughs> right? Said, maybe maybe for the, maybe we could try yeah. for that Christmas number one. You're very bad guy. I, I can't you just did. But like you know, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna look at they're gonna look at seasons. They're gonna yeah, look yeah. at who else's albums dropping that week. Like, are you going head to head with Beyonce? Are you going going head to head with I don't know Drake? Like, is it wise to to push this out? So I think it's it's finding that balance. And I think also, yes, mm. we are in a time now mm. where people don't need the label as much. People can do things on their own. However <laughs> however and I say this <laughs> from the deepest part Gucci, of my heart Gucci. out of love. <laughs> if you want to have a career without the label that's completely fine. But one of the things I always tell people, even close friends of mine who, um, you know, do music, Dude. you need to understand the business. Yeah, I Being that. able to record and upload that. something and create a music video, it's not enough. Like you need to understand the music business. You Like, do you even know what marketing is? Ah, like I see people that will just literally... <laughs> Upload something and then WhatsApp their friends. Oh, can you stream? Please support. Or you get the message. And, and this is something that even irritates me because I have a lot of talented friends that do well in music, mm. and you know they like share with your friends and. <clears throat> I'll do my best to share it. Mm. But you got to do the marketing. Mm. Like your audience can't just be your family and yes, friends. Like yes, I know yes, some yes. people where they have a bigger audience in European countries instead of their hometown in the UK. Yeah. But they're discouraged that they have fans in Sweden and Finland and it's and it's not in the UK. If you've got fans in Sweden and Finland, can you go and do some live gigs in Sweden and Finland <sighs> and build on that rather yeah. than complaining because people in London and UK don't know you? Preach, and I just feel like preach, people preach. don't have preach that it, business it, mindset. Acumen. And it, and it's like, okay, cool. You've created all this music. You've done all this art and this piece of work. But understand the business. Understand things like New Music Fridays. 
Everyone should know by now, if you're going to release a track, you release it on a Friday. That's when new music comes out. If you want to do stuff like a Thursday and Wednesday and be a little bit different, that's fine. But usually those are the kind of big artists that do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, they'll just drop yeah, it on some random Tuesday, Monday. You know, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've got to build that kind of, you know, um, what's the word I'm trying to find? Build that kind of... Business acumen. Yeah, just, yeah, but if you're just someone who's starting out, then you release it on a Friday. Things like your music video, what is the quality of your video? If it's a video and it looks like um, (laughs) we're just struggling to even know whether this is lighting or this has been contrasted or if it's high saturation (laughs) of the video, it's just things like that. Shout out Ethernet Screws for your music videos. 100%. (laughs) But um, even stuff like the mix, like pay to get your song recorded properly yeah, like yeah. like like if you really want to go that far then invest in yourself and people say to me oh but it's hard to network and um the bbc really recently launched this thing called bbc music introduction which is like a two-week event for people to come i think you i think you pay i'm not sure i need to double check but literally they invite people within the industry mm. to come so you can network they have management um from one direction to other people just attending and giving their tips of how to get in the industry every single up and coming artist should be at that event 100. and this is the thing it's like there are things that are open for people to go to, but no one's taking the time. Why to, do you think to, people aren't doing it? Like, is it just they don't have that knowledge or that awareness? That's what they need to do. Hundred percent. I mean, I'll I'll share my story. Like, I've always wanted to do music from God knows how long. Since when. I've known you. See, exactly. I've always wanted to do music. Now, the catch was when I was in college. I said to my mom, "I want to go to university and study music," and she said to me, "Okay." what are the courses? And I said, well, there's this course in Westminster University called Commercial Music Performance. And she's like, no, you're not going to go and do three years to learn how to perform. <laughs> like, no one is sending you to be spending amount of grand to learn how to sing in front of a mic. And I didn't understand it at first because I was like, oh, but then how else am I going to learn? She's like, listen, Just if you really want to... um go and study music, go and study a music business course. So the deal that she made with me was I... um I want to do music in sixth form. And mm. she said, no, I'd prefer for you to do economics. I'm like, but I don't do economics. What's that got to do with Very anything? And she's like, I would like you to learn the business. And if you get a certain grade in this subject, then you can go and do music in university. Did you say it like that? With 100%. Accent, with, I mean, with, like, with the accent and that, was it different? Nah, she had. So, <laughs> she had a bit of the accent. Um, so, for me... It makes sense, though, doesn't it? But I never understood at the time, and I was so angry because I was just like... <laughs> listen, you're blocking my dreams, mate. Like, I just want to do music. But she was worried about all this pop idol shows I was watching. And she's like, in 10 years it's time, you're not that, even going to yeah. know where they where they are. 100. So I actually did, um, I was so determined to get an A in this economics um, subject that I was in. So I got my A. <laughs> and then I, I finally <laughs> went to uh, Westminster University, but I actually just studied commercial music, which looked at the bi- the business. So it looked at uh, publishing. It looked at legal. It looked oh, at um, yeah. marketing. It looked at um, A&R, you know, what that looks like. And then from there, I was then able to get an internship at Universal Music Group. <laughs> so for me, wow. I'm thankful that my mom took me down that route because I really do believe that we're now in an era where there's a lot of talent, but not a lot of talent have the knowledge of what to do with their talent. So mm. what, what advice would you give to talent, let's say, who, okay, so mm. they have the knowledge, yeah. they've got the drive, so laziness is an issue, but it's just not happening yet, and they go bankrupt. 
or they're broke. Well, this is a lot of things in one in one So hold on, they've got a lot of talent. So they they got talent. Yeah, they've done the research. They they know the ins and outs of the music business, and they're putting all the work in. They're doing all the marketing, Mm. but they haven't taken off yet. But money's running low. What what advice do you give to them? Social media's free. And this is the thing. You need to think about cost-effective ways of marketing. Like, it doesn't well, have you, to you, be... You spoke about a, a good quality music video. That, that costs money. Work. Okay. Mate. <laughs> uh, no, we're not in a society where we cannot actually work. Like, dude, we're about to go into Brexit very soon. Everybody needs to be working right now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's 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 a, it's a thing where, like, when I was doing retail... I was saving my money to either take piano lessons. Like, Mm. what are you investing in? What are you... Guys, if you really want it, then the money that you're saving, you're invested in what you're doing. And one thing I'll say to people that say, it just takes a lot of time. I know people who've been trying for 10 years and they're only just breaking through Mm. now. Let me tell you something. The right time will happen at the right time. You understand? You may want to be at your peak now. Maybe your vocals aren't that strong. Maybe Mm. your songs aren't that Mm. strong. Like, maybe your look is not that strong. You have to understand that, first of all, the market is so saturated. Mm. And it takes takes something special. It really does. You can't just be average anymore. And and I think also, you have to be yourself. Everyone's trying to copy someone else. Everyone's trying to create their own version of what urban should be in the UK or, you know, and it's just like, you got to do what you're doing, but you got to be consistent with it. And like I said, this social media, you have got to build your audience. That's it. For me, for me. Honestly, honestly. I know people have got like 50,000 followers and that's helped them to all of a sudden get recognized by other people. Honestly, like for me, I... I was just listening there, just nodding my head. So, mm. Yeah, for me, like being an artist, a music artist, is like it's like being an entrepreneur. Mm. It's, it's it's your business is you. Do you know what I mean? Your yeah. business is your artistry, and it's the same as any business. Like, do you know what I mean? The starting intro period, it may take a while to take off. Do you know mm. what I mean? You keep at it, and you keep doing little things that will eventually lead to you getting to where you want to be. It's networking, like you said. 100%. It's being easy to find. It's yeah. being on all of these platforms. Like, it's, it's jokes, so, it's jokes yeah. that you said 10 years, because there's a saying, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Mm. So a lot of the people that, that seem to have just blown now, they've been grafting for 10 years. Like, a lot of people don't know Ed Sheeran was doing, you know, the tube, for example, going yeah. on buses, going outside mm. before he got that break. Uh, Even things like, you mentioned money. Like, you'll have small, small money. Just manage it. Just, Can just... I, I mean, can I be honest? I know a lot of young people who will go and spend money on trainers. But you won't spend spend money to book a recording studio for two hours (laughs) to record your music in good quality. No one has zero pounds, bruv. And not even that, but (laughs) I mean, you've got things like Apple that have now provided recording studios on your laptop. Mm. Like, go on YouTube. Thank God for YouTube. Go on YouTube. Learn how to use GarageBand. Learn how to produce your own music and do it yourself. Like, I have a mate who's a songwriter and he produces all of his stuff from a laptop. You can do that on the train. Put your headphones in. Do it on a plane. You're just constantly on the go. Like, there's just... We're living in a time where technology is available to everyone. You Mm. just have to do your research. And one thing I would always say is, like, be open to ask for help. Like, mm. speak to people who may not be in the music industry, but they're business-minded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how to do things, how to how do they grow their business? You know, it doesn't have to always be music. It could be someone who's, um, I don't know, working in housing properties. How do you grow your business? How yeah, do you get your name known? Yeah, you know, just don't be worried to ask for so help. Th- this might seem very obvious, because mm. everyone's like, yeah, and I'll see you in a minute. 
But you know you get some artists who sometimes sacrifice a few things because they want to have that short-term money now. Mm. Mm. As opposed to sticking to what they're good at and getting that long-term longevity. Yeah. Uh, the one that reminds me is when... Um, the Ice Cube didn't sign the contract with NWA. Oh, yeah. yeah. When uh, most of them other people did. And so I was going to ask you, like, how do you, for an artist, how do you weigh up whether to sign a contract, a deal now, or stay independent and continue doing your own craft? How do Good you show. choose? Because I know, I know mm. Stormzy is still independent, right? Did he's he get independent, but his like distribution is like with a label. So, okay, so uh, we'll get on to that. He's in charge yeah. of his creative stuff, yeah. But, so we'll, we'll get on to that. But yeah, so like, how do you weigh up the option between. Getting that money mm. or refusing the money and still struggling, but maybe in three, four years' time, your real greatness comes. How do you balance That's that? True. I mean, firstly, I would say sometimes you have to ask yourself why you're going independent. I do feel like a lot of people are going independent as a trend now mm. to kind of prove a point and this ha- kind of ego prideness like, I'm gonna just do me, <laughs> I'm gonna do my own thing, I'm gonna prove. And it's just like it only works for some people. Mm. Some people, if a label approaches you, go for it. I mean, with a label, sometimes it may just be a one year contract, like just a one one album. Yeah. Like they, they, they very rarely offer you a six year life sentence, you know, sometimes it's just one year. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I think for a lot of people you have to, it's just down to how much you want it. And, and some people, they may want the labels help. Maybe they feel like, look, I can't do this all on my own because the thing about going independent, you're not doing it on your own. Mm. You need to make sure you've got a strong team around you. Mm. All the artists that we see that are independent, they've got at least five or six people around them. How are you going independent just as your own? Because that means you have to manage your social channels, (laughs) updating on a regular basis, whilst recording, whilst doing music video. So who's who's doing the PR? Who's booking the radio? Like, are you doing it all on your own? Like, you literally need a team. So there's independent from labels and there's also independent as a person, basically. Mm. Even just to add to that, I think in that scenario, business acumen really, really comes into it as well because... Just to go back to Ice Cube and NWA, from what I remember, the offer he was getting was smelling. Do you mm. know what I mean? It was shocking. And then the rest of them didn't have the acumen. They just saw that money, the immediate yeah. money. And then I think there was a loophole that meant a super percentage was going to go to Mr. Oyubo man or whatever. <laughs> and then he was he was seeing that, you know what I mean? Like, Oyubo no, man. this is dumb kind of thing. Like, I can I can get more. I'm the, I'm the like, cash how kind of thing you know what I mean? he's the one that also written their, their lyrics exactly yeah. so you have to be smart you have to look at the bigger picture you have to look at your your vision and your plan do you know what I mean and if like a label is going to help you achieve your individual goals or your objectives that will get you to your end goal or your your, your ultimate vision mm. then by all means but then that's where you have to be smart about it in my opinion you have to mm. look at the pros and the cons and then if the pros outweigh the cons then you go for that I think also Relating to that, I think it's uh, very important to know what you yourself stand for in terms of your mm. your, your song or your, your product, as yeah. you like to mention. Um, if you believe receiving X amount of funds mm. will go away from you, you dream of your, your vision, you got to stick mm. to your vision. At the same time, it's also good to be adaptable as well, because sometimes yeah. mm. signing that deal might put you in a connection for future deals and for future mm. success, whereas if you continue doing your own and sticking to your own vision, you might not get that exposure. Yeah. And, and I think also yeah. as an artist, like be open to evolve. 
Like it's not just yeah. stick to the genre that you know. Like you know, if I, if there's one thing I've learned <laughs> being in the music industry, I walked into the music industry nearly six years ago saying, "Oh, I just want to work on R and B music. I just want to work with R and B arts because that's what I grew up on." Like I work with artists that are in rock. I work with artists that are in metal, and I think for me, like it may not <laughs> be <laughs> <I say Karang. laughs> like it may not be the music I'll listen to when I get home. But my gosh, you learn so much working across these campaigns, learning about their audience, learning about, you know, where they are based around the world. But I think also, like, you know, evolve in terms of, um, like, what am I trying to say? Like, collaborate. You know, you can Mm. work with a producer who does rock music who you may be able to collaborate and you do R&B but they bring something different out of your music like be open like just be open to collaborate because there's so much you can bring out working with other people it's kind of like I don't know like I hope I don't get no one coming (laughs) after me but it's kind of like living in South London your whole life and then all of a sudden, like, if it's time to go to North London, ah, oh, nah, it's a bit long. Like, come on. Like, you need to be able to adapt and move around. It can't just be like, oh, you know, South London because auntie's down the road, uncle's 10 minutes away. Like, adapt, move out of your area, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, be able to evolve because yeah, yeah. you have those mindsets where you just stick to that one Pacific area. Mm. Work is there, church is there, <laughs> school's been there. And when you say, oh, come down to Watford, ah, oh, yeah, nah, yeah. that's long, but that's still part okay, of London. Okay, but it's important to look at both sides so are you saying there's no place for you know um sticking to what you know mm-hmm. and just being the best in it or for example we've done a podcast with um starboy wills i don't know if you yeah, know him he's yeah. an afro he's an afro b artist mm-hmm. no he said he's just a uk artist he doesn't want to be labeled but, but yeah and i hear that as well but basically he was making afro beats and then I remember when we were younger, he was just doing his thing and then mm. people were like, this guy's going to blow, this guy's going to, you know what I mean? And then the day and age we are now, well, early in the year, late last year kind of thing, we kind of saw this Afro swing movement yeah. come into play. And then we were just discussing with him, like, you know, why why are you not really in this genre? Mm. Is it a thing where Afrobeats has evolved, UK Afrobeats has evolved into <coughs> this Afro swing thing mm. and you haven't evolved with it? And then he was... Like, it's important to look back or whatever, but um, it was a thing where, why should he? Like, why should he change what he is about? And do you know what I mean? Like, mm. what what worked for him before? He still got his core set of fans. Yeah. And th- is it a thing where like, people always have to sell out to just meet the demands of what the majority are feeling <sighs> now or what? I don't like the word sell out. And I, I'll give two points. I get that there are a lot of artists that are like, I'm going to do me, I'm going to stick to me. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You understand if it works for you, works for you, stick that way. But I think also, just naturally as human beings, you want to grow. And in order to grow, you do have to try out different things. I mean, how long is Afrobeat going to be around for? And I please, don't see any please reason why it should... Let me explain. Uh, like, what I mean is that in terms of commercially, right now it's popping. Even Oyinbo people are liking yeah, Afrobeat. Hey, like we've got Oyinbo artists that, doing Afrobeat <laughs> covers or collaborating with Wizkid or all these. Thought, other... Remember Davido's packed a while. Yeah, I'm still trying to get tickets for that. But, anyway. hey. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we've got people who are wanting to collaborate with these artists, but it's for a season, and we've seen this happen a lot of the time. Remember when we had, you know, UK artists like Chipmunk, Tiny, um, Tinchy Strider. Everyone wanted to work with them. Where are they now? 
My chipmunk still. Still doing that. Uh, yeah, okay, but <laughs> on the yeah, level, yeah, on the commercial yeah. level that we're used to, mm. it's just not the same. And what I'm trying to say is you're, that. You even think about yeah. What I'm trying to say is, as an artist, stick to what you're doing. But on a commercial level, we don't know how long these genres are still going to keep going. What I just mean is that just be open. There's so much okay. you can learn as an artist. When you look at people like, I mean, Jay-Z, whoever yeah. thought he would do a collaboration with Linkin Park? Until today, Fun. that track still bangs. Drake, that, 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 yeah, Drake, Drake is a culture. He does everything. Like man. you, <laughs> no, he's a bad. You know what he does? He will clock a culture of the yeah. pop and he will jump onto oh, the, no, the culture yeah. pop. Like, shameless of it, man. Who would have thought it would bang? So I, I, I definitely agree. Stick, stick to what you do, only f- but just be open as an artist to grow and collaborate with other people. I completely agree with that. My only thing with that, which I'm slightly have an issue with, is mm. just going by that it means that some industries we have to accept the fact that it's seasonal and it will mm. not be here forever we can't we can't pin our hopes of you know st- stable income for mm. our lives on this industry for example for example like afrobeats you're saying you know how, how far commercially how yeah. far can it go mm. but i'm sure like the traditionalists within that industry will believe no like we have a goal we 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 want this to you know, dominate the world and yeah. where where it may seem unrealistic or whatever, is it right for us to be killing their genes by saying, you no, know, no, this no, will no, never no. this I will mean, never go past a certain thingy? No, I mean you're always gonna have your core audience mm. which you wanna keep engaging. But, but they, I, is there a limit on the growth, in your opinion? Um I don't think so if they become leaders within their okay. industry. Okay. Okay, let me be honest with you. When we look at Afrobeat <laughs> artists, right? Yeah. They are signing to big labels here. You've got the UMGs, you've got the Sony. Mm. Why are they not signing to big labels in Africa? Because, because we yeah. haven't taken the lead in that. Do you see where I'm coming from? It's kind of like, and this is gonna be a whole other subject, <laughs> but we, you know, things like that, where it's, you know, a genre that, you know, commercially is doing well, we don't know how long for, then we should be taking the lead back home. We we should be able to, <laughs> we should want those labels to come to us. That's a whole other debacle. You understand? Right? <laughs> it's, that's what I'm saying, it's a whole other subject. We've spoken a lot about artists. Mm. Let's talk about you real quickly, yeah? So you, you gave a brief intro into what you do. I yes. like Marenica. Oh. I love that name, by the way. Ah, hey, thank beautiful you. Name, oh, it means I have someone to love. Jeez, so on. my mom named me that basically saying she's got someone to love. Uh, lovely Yoruba name there. Ah. What, about, what about your Yoruba names? Are they, are uh. <laughs> You've got at least ten. Sabrina, <laughs> Cheryl, Elizabeth, Adenike, Aribi. Them strong names there. I'm bro. telling you, and I don't even use any you of those other them. names for now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, talk to us so, a bit yeah, about so, you know like, your day to day, how you got into it. Or not. No, well, like, what do you do? For, yeah. Just, yeah. I so I um so my role is a global streaming marketing manager, and what? that basically mm-hmm. means that. Um, I mainly work across catalog music. So for the for those who are thinking, what's catalog music? Catalog is anything that is three years or older. Okay. So it's not anything that's been released recently. It's just anything that's three years or older. So kind of like your nostalgic tracks, basically. And what I work around I is. Hmm? Like take care yeah things like that so let's say there's like a new <laughs> album coming out or a new tour announcement you guys are going to be streaming every past album that oh, yeah, there I was did. before that tour comes <laughs> up know lyrics, so mm. my role mm, is to my my role is to basically bring that product back to you for you to stream again to create that buzz even though we know a new album's coming so for instance if we know a new um 
Drake album's coming and, you know, he's going to make an announcement. Before the album even comes out, between the announcement and the album dropping, you know, my role is basically to kind of create innovative campaigns um, to remind fans of his past work and get those things streaming. Because if you look at um, platforms like Spotify, Deezer and <clears throat> Apple Music, catalog music is actually streamed a lot better than Frontline. Wow. Like people are still, like look at the stuff on your playlist. How much of the things on your playlist is less than three years or is more than three years old? Majority of the stuff mm. on your playlist are going to be three years and older. Mm. Maybe 5% of your tracks will be new, but everything is going to be classics. And that's basically what I work around, mm. is bringing you those classics over and over again. So like, okay, so you mentioned uh, you, you studied commercial music. Yes, at, at Westminster University. And then you had an internship after with UMG. Yeah, so I kind of took a gamble. So I was working in Tesco's um, while I was doing my yeah, final you're your bread year. Working, yeah. yeah, man. I did all retail stuff. Covered. I did Peacocks. I did River Island. I did Tesco. <laughs> it's part of the journey, man. <laughs> part of the, man. I did Primark. What about House of Fraser? You got any notes? Nah, I didn't okay. get that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, doing, journey, I was doing Tesco and um, it was actually a one month. It was a very short time um, that I was offered to... The, originally I was going for the 12 month internship which I didn't get and I was so gutted because I wanted to work at Universal so badly and the lady said look we can give you a one month work experience but the issue is that for me to work there for a month I would have to quit Tesco because I knew there was no way I could go to my manager and be like look can I go to this place for a month and I can come back and my manager's like are you okay <laughs> so it was basically I had to quit my job at Tesco and take this job for a month but then think about what do I do after because obviously I didn't want to go back to retail I did that job for a month and honestly to, as God is my witness, I worked my butt off. Like I stayed longer than I needed to. I was asking people if they want a coffee or tea, like doing all sorts. As soon as a month finished, they offered me a six month job. I did that for six months. Once that contract came to an end, they didn't have anything. Thankfully, I found a job at MTV. I did that for two years. Truth. After MTV, wow. I had a call from Warner Music asking me to come and do some work for them. I did that. What did you do MTV? Um, so with MTV, a lot of it was working on live shows like the MTV EMAs, doing hospitality for some of the artists, uh, making sure. So obviously with MTV, it's an international channel. It's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. in the UK. Yeah. So any shows that come from America, we would have to watch them. Mm and kind of filter it out to fit a UK audience. Because obviously mm. we've got our own UK laws of what TV can be and kind of shorten the lengths and make sure everything fits the regulations. Mm -hmm. But then I think for me, I thought MTV was going to be about music. And when you think about MTV, you think more like Geordie Shore and all this yeah, stuff. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. bro, I need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so then after two years, I went to Warner Music um, and I started um, getting um, experience in streaming, understanding what that was. And now I'm at Universal Music. So were you doing marketing at Warner? Yes. So streaming marketing. So kind of the same thing I was doing now, but more <sighs> on new releases. That what, what's the out. What's the main like challenges or issues you face, especially as a young um, black? Mm. Are you allowed to say female? I'm always like black, uh, young beautiful lady. Come black. on now, you know, as, say it especially again. as a say young black again. beautiful lady in yeah. the industry from London as well. <laughs> like, I'm just liking all this gas. <laughs> has, there, has there been any, like, you know, struggles or issues? 100%. Um, and I was saying this the other day, I think one of the things I learned just entering the industry is I, I know my worth now, but I didn't know it in the beginning. Uh, and therefore I settled for any salary. Mm. Let me explain what I mean. 
when you know what you're capable of doing, mm. it's not always easy. It's not always easily um, encouraged by other colleagues. Mm. Like some colleagues won't be for showing you off because it's a competitive mm. industry. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like you could work so hard, but then your boss is getting the credit for something you stay till 7 p.m. to be doing. <sighs> and I think for me, when you Should enter the industry, <laughs> you're at a point where you're like, I'm just lucky to be able to work here. So let me just keep quiet and be happy that I work here. But then I think also as time went on, I'm like, no, I think I can bring a lot more to the table. And it yeah. came to the things where in team meetings, I had to push myself to open up and talk. Mm. Like if I have an idea, rather than cute, quiet, just say it. Just Even say if it. people don't don't acknowledge it. Because the funny thing was, I would be able to give an idea. Mm. Some people are like, mm, I'm not sure. Three years later, the idea is <laughs> popping. <laughs> so it's, so them, it's, the it's, it's, it's them ones where it's just like, I have I can't blame anyone but myself to be more confident and to and to know my worth and to know I know what I'm able to bring to the table. So now, like I used to be the kind of person whenever I was offered a job, I would just take the salary I was given. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. actually think to negotiate, to negotiate because I would be like, well, hey. I'm still kind of new to this industry. Nah, nah, but nah, now, nah, nah. like knowing the campaigns I've been able to work on and and I say this in a humble way because everything that I've I've done, I truly believe that you know, God has helped to open that door. Amen. But now Hallelujah. I negotiate that salary. I'm not just going to take that starting value that's put on nah, a piece nah, of paper nah, because that, nah, when we. I see these industries, y'all are making money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to need y'all to add a couple zeros <laughs> to that number. <laughs> that's the thing. You like know? if there was a young, you know, a young person, I like to focus on young Londoners. Mm. Um, that wanted to get into the industry, would you encourage them? Would you 100%. say the money is, is even like, older? Oh, oh, it's, it's, not, it's not too late. Even old, even yeah, people. Even yeah, anyone, older people. Anyone. I mean, I have friends where I've I've always been like, look, if you ever need um one hour with me just to sit down and look at what you're doing, what you're working on, and I can mm. kind of point you to the right people. I'm I'm that kind of person. Yeah, like yeah. I've always not wanted yeah. to be the person that gets into an industry but doesn't help other people yeah, yeah, yeah. because I knew Those how hard snakes, it was bro. for me to get into this industry. Yeah. Especially as a black person. There are there are few of us in the industry yet majority of the artists we listen to oh. are black. <laughs> so do you see where I'm coming from? There's 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 oh. very few of us. So for me it's Is like space for all of us though. In what like, sense? As in, you just said literally, and it's across other industries mm. as well. You know, I'm here now, but maybe I'm the token black person. And like, if you come, it might threaten my position in this. Oh, no, nah, there's space. Is, is it not there's like that? There's lots of space. Is, is that, is that, it's like that in a lot is of that, corporate Is that how you Really? You're wow. not funny, bro. No, no, I'm, I'm asking, <laughs> no, Jennifer, is that, question, is that, is that how you I'm, I'm the opposite of that, bro. Oh, okay. But I see a lot of that and they're pricks. But anyway, no, you're, you're right, though, because you're right, because a, yeah. a lot of, I mean, you might get two black people in an in a office and yeah, then yeah. always competing with each other as opposed yeah, to yeah. being a yeah, team. Yeah, I hate stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I see in the music industry, I'm so sorry, it's not, you, it's not that deep. In the music yeah. industry, is it is it still white dominated, yeah? Oh, 100%. Okay. 100%. Like, I mean, now you've got more in um, people doing um, diversity initiatives in the workplace of how we en- we can encourage that. Um I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I personally feel... I don't like to play the race card because I personally feel if you're going to go for a job, come prepared. You understand? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, and, no, but what I mean is like, like, have you done your research? Like, don't just be like, so oh, I love music and I'm passionate about music. Yeah. That's not going to help you get a job. Like, do you check 
the Billboard charts on a weekly basis? Do you know who's in the top 10? Right. Like, do you know who's popping in the UK? Who's popping in the US? Who's popping in the Asian market? Do you know the platforms that have just launched in the Asian market? Like, right. it's them kind of things where... I, th- I do feel people apply for music industry jobs because they're passionate about music, mm. but they don't actually understand the industry. So mm. some, this is just from experience. Some people who do play the race card, I'm like, but you did not Commercial do your research. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. you've got yeah. to, you've got to want it. You can't just be like, and one thing I will say, and this is something I've learned, if you are a singer, don't apply to work for a label. <laughs> I get a lot of people that have applied or they've gone for internships and it's like, why, why, why? why and it's kind of like oh because i thought i can get a record deal but it's like remember the the label is a business it's not the creative side if you want to be a singer you, what what you working for a label doing marketing what is that going to <laughs> yeah, be you're just going to slip your cd under your boss's <laughs> desk and be like hey, you never hey, know you, you know listen listen. To this. You, so you also sing and stuff right yeah off the, off the side off the side Jeez, yeah, on the side, side so, hustle so, that, yeah. in chat <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Kumbaya. <laughs> Yo, bad girl. Bro. Yo, bad girl, bro. <laughs> so I was gonna say. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> uh, I can't I, deal uh, with you guys. So I was gonna say, um, where are you looking to take that? Oh is, is gosh. That, you, you said it's on the side. Is that mm. what you want to be? Yeah. That what you want to be a main eventually? Or mm. it's funny you say that. I think for me, because um, your voice is elite. Of course. Oh, I'm thank you, head guys. This, are you oh. going to be recorded? No, well, yeah, come to church, brother. I got my um, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was thinking about that this week. It's not something I would do now, um, but I think if it was something I wanted to do, I would want to do it in a very innovative way. I wouldn't just want to do it because it's like, oh, this is my EP and please support. I would kind of want there to be like an initiative behind why I'm doing what I'm doing so who knows maybe in the future you said EP uh, uh, what I like to do in this pod I like to explain all kind of terms that mm-hmm. people don't understand <clears throat> you mentioned album as well mm. briefly what's the difference between a project EP mixtape and an album oh gosh wow. 20 marks bruh <laughs> bruh um, so EP you're looking at it's like um, I don't know like maybe up to like seven tracks or six tracks oh so it's actually know. about the amount of tracks yeah it's the... never oh, it's never right. anymore a mixtape uh, i mean i just feel like it's the same as the ep but just rappers use different names like i can't see a rapper saying this is my ep <laughs> i feel like they're like this is my mixtape you know yeah. um and i guess with with those things um if i'm honest with you i feel like a lot of artists and I'm, I mean a lot of R&B artists, their mixtapes and their EP bangs more than their album because they've put so much time into their mm. EP and their mixtape and it's very personal. Mm. The album is very commercial. Mm. You can just tell by the tracks, the selections, the melodies, the, yeah. the production. I, I, used to, well, I still um, enjoy gigs now, but I remember them, long, like, them walking gigs in the park. Is a, and oh, the... Gigs is one that burns me, bruv. I was watching one interview with him yeah. and he was talking about the effect the label had on him because oh, wow. they were picking and choosing everything and he mm. just couldn't be... It was just so different from And I think that's why it's work, hard when you yeah. start off as an artist on mixtapes hmm. because your fans know you for that. Yeah, so yeah. once you now start dropping albums and you're changing a few of your sounds and you're yeah. collaborating with, you know, <laughs> artists people, yeah. that you wouldn't that. usually <laughs> collaborate, <Yeah>. it <laughs> kind of splits your audience because they grew up on the mixtapes. They grew yeah. up on the hardcore... Stormzy's a good example as well, actually. You know, they grew up on the hardcore stuff. Um, 
So yeah, that that's really down to the artists and, and what they're trying to do. But I do feel today a lot of artists have a lot more creative control on what they put out there. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, question to you guys, like till to this day, what is your favorite album ever? Ever, what would you say is your favorite album? Um, I, I, I enjoyed, uh, okay, I don't know. I'm gonna give you a proper answer offline, innit? You know what I'm saying? Like, gotta maintain that image of mine, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for the podcast, of course, uh, I enjoyed um, Get Rich and Natural. Right? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, that's not wrong with that. That's a good show. A good um, I enjoyed. The, I, well, I enjoyed um, uh, Justin Timberlake's 2020 experience. Ooh, that's album bangs. Yeah, I enjoyed right, why that. Album bangs. Yeah. When I was university, I remember Warren. I remember. So basically, I used to listen to gospel music only. Mm-hmm. And Warren, my boy, came into my room. I was like, Warren introduced you to. Uh, <laughs> album music because we're alternative. Shout out Warren as well. See, come on, put that, my boy. Uh, alternatives in it, so he's like, "Yo, you like this?" Alternative, you know. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I like I like Twenty Twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like Backstreet Boys, uh, Black and Blue. I'm Ooh. learning something new. That's another side to you, my boy. I know. Pop, pop, <laughs> Mine is just the generic, like all eyes on me. Boy in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> You know there was there, but um, yeah, yeah I, I do appreciate different. Um, apart from rock, I don't really. Well, what's what, what's your 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 what's and I think I liked it because that's when they had Latoya and Latavia. Okay. No offense to Michelle, she's amazing. No, she's deciding. Let's call her Spade a Spade, bro. She's the. No, Michelle I disagree. The okay, I disagree. Right, the Sam, I disagree. The the that girl Michelle has some Michelle serious vocals. I disagree. She's the um, girl, man. No, nah, I disagree. <laughs> but um, no, rise in the wall. What, what do you think of the the um, slander Beyonce gets? Are you one of them ones that you get really annoyed that people, you know? Because Beyonce is so amazing, she's so good that some people just hate on her. Do you have any mm. opinions on that? One? But also, well, she, she what never, are people she ne- hating on? What what is it? Like, like? She's not that good. Why is she? Why do people like work? Well, she's never won like? best album before, has she? Ooh, I would need to I'm check not, that. She's one. never won. I, I know Adele won it a few times, or not a few times, but Adele won it. But Beyonce's yeah, never won. You know what? That's she's quite won interesting. Best performance in <laughs> song, but not an album. Yeah, she's never won yeah, best album before. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just with quite interesting, man. Beyonce, I think with Beyonce, her, in terms of singing, her voice is great. I mean, like I said before we started this podcast, my favorite singer is Whitney Houston. So I think that is what you call vocals, if I'm, if I'm honest with you. But I think with Beyonce, she has done a lot business-wise. And you yeah. can't hate on the woman for doing that. Like she's done acting, she's done clothing designs, she's she's done it all. So and she's it's, gonna be and, a Lion King. And she, yeah, yeah. I, no, I'm interested enough. to see how that's gonna be actually. <laughs> but she's evolved from from Destiny's Child. But I feel like she was lucky because she kind of started when the the market wasn't so saturated. There was very few R&B female singers at the time. Now, you just need to type the word R&B women in Spotify and you will get a list of artists that you never heard Mm. of. Like, it's literally, you know, I I feel like anyone in the 90s, they they didn't... I mean, look at Tony Braxton, man. Mm. Vocals upon vocals. I mean, even like Rihanna, if she... I'm not talking about vocals, (laughs) but if she came out now, I don't know if she... (laughs) 
I don't know if, if she, she came was... with that trash then she <laughs> she oh like, no, you, know, you know you know dancing in, in the beach and like that rubbish it, look good though, but anyway. if <laughs> but if Rihanna came out now with if yeah. love is do you think she would bang no way bro that's what I'm no saying way. they really came I, out I, at the I, right time I think the rise of YouTube as well and like Daily Motion and all that stuff there mm. and Pixel honestly yeah, if yeah, they yeah. Ca- if she came out now I mean uh, someone was asking me the other day oh, if Aaliyah that? was still alive would Beyonce bang didn't I say that Jay-Z, Jay-Z was toasting her first this is getting political bro no but that's the question <laughs> if Aaliyah was alive do you think Beyonce asked. would still bang yeah I think I, I personally think Beyonce is exceptional but I see the question I see why I was, I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. ask you though because uh, a lot of, yeah okay that's very interesting mm. go on I'm not gonna ask you that question we'll talk about that offline you as well. ask. I was gonna ask uh, <laughs> which which um, platform do you prefer working with the most is it Apple is it Spotify <laughs> Tidal what do, you, what, like, what do you prefer you know, Deezer you said um I would say Spotify. What's the, what's the reason? Spotify is elite, bro. Spotify, just, first of all, they're still in the lead. Even though Apple Music, you know, they're doing an amazing job. But I feel like with Spotify, it's just easy to navigate um, mm. in terms Too of finding, it's just in terms of finding playlists so easy, and yeah. it's just easier. With Apple Music, sometimes I'm still like, oh, I, don't even know if it's, I don't even know if it's Apple Music, but I, feel I, don't, like, I don't even know if they're doing Apple Music still, listen, bro. I don't it's use it, just bro. just <laughs> long, bro. Um, but yeah, Spotify for sure. Uh, should, we, should we call it a day there? Uh, yeah, wait, 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 yeah, there we go. See, <laughs> hey, that's hey. Hey. my boy's been learning. Uh, I was wondering, okay, so uh, X, um, um uh, so X, what X Marina K X. Uh, do you use Twitter, any website? Um, Twitter's X Marina K X, everything just X Marina yeah, K X, yeah. And, and the website, I mean, for people who are serious about getting the music industry, you can um connect with me on LinkedIn, Marina K Ribi. Okay. And I will do my best Take that to opportunity. Don't let you. it. Don't let it pass. Though. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm the kind of person I want to help everyone. That's People it. who love are that. serious, though. Love that. Love so, that. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Uh, anything? Else, anything? Else, anything of yours that's coming out that we want people to look look forward to? Any EPs? Mixtapes. Do you know what? Let's put it out there. I might put an EP out. Let's put it out love there. That, I might that. just actually once and for just so seven yeah. tracks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I love that. I right, thanks, man. I right, obviously follow the podcast, My City Podcast, on everything. Subscribe to us on everything. SoundCloud, Apple. All of that, all of that. Yeah, pre- um, press subscribe on um iTunes and, and, the button, and the SoundCloud press follow on it. I'll, I'll yeah. You know, like that. Um, follow me personally, Sam underscore Aluko one on Twitter. Sam underscore Aluko on Instagram. Um, leave a review, all of that. Check out the past episodes. Follow Ire. You do me, bro. At Iray Lua on Twitter. Just, just, it's how it sounds. And Iray.ae <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> also how it sounds. Um, we've got a live show coming up in 2019, early 2019. Look out for details. It's going to be sick. Uh, tickets will go quick, boy. So just make sure you look out for that and get on that straight away. Um, yeah, as we said, check out the past episodes. Iray, anything to add? Um, love for coming on, B. It's love, man. Love, 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 love. In a bit, in a bit. In a bit, man.